Welcome to Tower Tales Junior, a curated live play 5e Dungeons and Dragons podcast for kids and adults. In Tower Tales Junior, we take a group of kids on a fantastical adventure full of friendship, adventure, and excitement using a modified 5e rule set. This podcast is created by and for kids. This is meant to be relatable and enjoyable. So let's see where they want to take the adventure today. I'm wondering if you'd go wandering with me. Through the wilderness and woods To where the winds are blowing free Through the darkness of the night Heading toward the morning light I wonder if you'd wander with me And I'll spread the word And you beat the drum We'll round up the troops And get the gang to come And we'll leave the streets neighborhoods head over the river and through the woods hello welcome to tavern tales jr this is a dnd podcast for kids and adults dnd is short for dungeons and dragons it is a role-playing game that you would play with some friends. I am Alex. I play the role of Chris Tuffer, a dark elf rogue. Chris's favorite food is purple mushroom spaghetti. (laughs) (laughs) That is like the best food ever. That's awesome. Good job. And during our stay in Mensa Branson, I bet we were served that. Yeah, probably at some point. (laughs) Yeah, it was like your birthday. And I like dumped like half of the bowl onto my plate. (laughs) Sorry, you still might be. Oh, man, there's not enough in here. Ah, not enough black mushroom parmesan. (laughs) Hi. I'm Robin. I play Sasha Kikian, a wizard tabaxi. And she, her favorite food, is weirdly enough a no fake flavored cat food pasta with a very specific type of ground mouse. (laughs) Okay. Cats. Hi, my name is Savannah, and I play the role of DJ, a shard along a fighter. Whenever there's danger, she'll always uh, be ready for battle and about to take out her greatsword. I'm Will, and I play the role of Flash Golden Dragon. You already know Flash Golden Dragon's favorite food. It's pickles. And where Flash Golden Dragon lives is the Bright Forest. Oh, he's from the Bright Forest? That's where I got all the golden mushrooms from. Oh, that's great to know. Then we can go harvest some. Super, super colorful so far. A gift for Fala. Hello, my name is Caitlin. I play the role of Volpina, a tabaxi ranger. Volpina's favorite food is golden mushrooms. Oh, a competition for golden mushroom love. Well, folks, I'm Kyle. I'm the dungeon master, and I am going to lead these children. But what's your favorite food? (laughs) Oh, as the dungeon master, all foods are my favorites. I don't play favorites when it comes to food. What's Georgington's favorite food? What is Georgington's favorite food? I think Georgington likes a well-done, beautifully breaded chicken Kiev. Maybe a roast beef uh, every now and again. He likes golden mushroom... (laughs) 
pancakes. Golden. Mushroom I think everyone likes pancake. golden mushroom pancakes, but I mean, Georgington's <laughs> favorite food is chicken Kiev. That's that's what Georgington likes the most. Georgington is my primary NPC. He is a paladin of the light of Palor. And well, it is your character. I give my love to. Pay I don't even have a character sheet for Georgington. Georgington, so we just make him up as we go. He just goes along as he is and helps out when he needs to. When his eyes they good, I come back. Where are our adventurers right now? Leaving Menzo Baranzan. Did we accomplish all of our tasks in Menzo Baranzan? Yes, 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 we did. We did. What? Uh, what is? And there are still guards in the sewers. <laughs> or who knows? Maybe they made it up by now. Maybe. Maybe they had like. A map to the nearest manhole or something. We or maybe no, know. never mind. The nearest elf hole. Elf hole. <laughs> it's not a manhole. Not a mouth. Not a drow hole. <laughs> it's a drow hole. It's a drow hole. Savannah, what was one of our tasks that we had to do while we were in Menzo Baranza? One of our tasks was to get the golden shroud for Fala, Chris's mother. Perfect. What's another one, Caitlin? What, what was something that? your character Volpina had to do when she was in Menzo Baranzan. To find Mikeyer. Who's Mikeyer? My dad. Oh, Volpina's dad. And partly my uncle. Oh yeah, I guess in many ways like your adopted dad. Yeah. Okay, Will, what's another goal you guys had for going to Menzo Baranzan? We had to get everybody to fight against the Shardalon. Oh, yeah. We had to rally the peoples of Menzo Baranzan to fight against the Shardalon. And Savannah puts her hands to her cheeks because she's like, that was the most important thing. And it's also my dad. Oh, that too. Uh, Adopted dad is really important in this game. Yeah. They could be good. Okay. Or bad. And Alex. Very bad. What's another goal we had in Menzo Baranzan? Also, take some things like other families' crests from the Gouldwicks. Yeah, that's something we did. That's fair. And Robin, what's one other thing that we had to do while we were in Menzo Baranzan? Oh, we took the Iron Chalice and we also, well, that we found this out later, but we found out the Gouldwicks had taken the um, diamond bracelet and emerald crown as well and restoring them. And so we had taken them back and given them back to the people. Exactly. And Alex just said that just now. I'm sorry. That's okay. I wasn't paying attention. So give me a different one instead. I don't know. Were we there to rescue anyone? Oh, Arabella and her dad. What was her dad's name? Anybody remember? Soren. Yes. Good job. I think I, I always forget Soren. And so we went and we had to rescue Arabella and we had to rescue Soren. And who else did we have to rescue? Boris. That's right. I was thinking, but I, I forgot his name. That's Me right. too. Yes. But you both remembered the name in the end. You have rescued everyone. You have done all of these Actually, tasks. Actually, Boris right? got away. What? Yeah. No, no, he didn't. We got him. We, we put him down at some point. Me and Flash, like we must have. We couldn't have fought all of that stuff, like half carrying Boris, half hitting things and stuff. We must have put him down somewhere. You stinged him, and I put and you and you yeah, with the stun dart. But with all of that happening, well, we must have put him down at some point, like especially over at the stables I was there carrying him. with the massive fight, like. DJ couldn't have been like him be slung over your shoulder while fighting with her. Somebody put Boris down during the stable fight 
and Boris disappeared. So you have managed to achieve all of your goals, all of the reasons you came to Menzo Baranzan and then some, except for the saving of Boris. That was kind of a side mission when we lost him. It is now time to go. Good. I don't want to eat more golden mushrooms. What do you have against golden mushrooms? That's basically my diet now. I would like my kidding like kitty nip back want, with my mouse. Do you want your favorite color mushrooms? You have finished the important meeting. You have returned to the Tougher family house, where you have now gathered up all of your gear and all of your belongings. It is early afternoon. You have a quick meal of purple mushroom spaghetti. Ooh, yummy. With pickles on the side. Ooh, yummy. And there is a roast mouse for the two tabaxis. You eat the meal. Most of you are happy and pleased at the events that have happened and how successful you have been. Fala is not there. She had stayed behind at the assembly to talk about other things. But as you're packing all of your things up and you're getting ready to head out the front door, the butler has opened the door and he stands there in front of those two very strange chairs, the red leather chair and the chair that's shaped like a dark elf in the foyer. You've got all of your gear and all of your items. As the butler opens the door, Chris's mom is standing there. And she looks and she says to Chris, Leaving already, I see? Yes. Not even a word of goodbye for your mother? Terribly sorry, mom. That's fine. My son, you have done a great service for your family today. By returning those items to the top families of... Menzo Baranzan, you have raised the estimation of our house, and we have unseated the sixth level house, and we are now the most sixth most important family in all of Menzo Baranzan. Keep that in mind when you are on your adventures, son. Okay. Please notice well that I have brokered and arranged your engagement for marriage, not to Chari. In twenty years' time, you will return and you will do what is right. And you will get married, and you will have several girl children, and be wed in the eyes of Loth. Then you may go back about your business of adventuring and living upon the surface. It's <laughs> 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 like, 20 years, you got 20 years, man. And then he has 5,000 boys. It's possible. <laughs> the curse of boys. <laughs> Many girls, not boys. It has to be girls. Nothing please, else. Please. Quieten your comrades for a moment. <laughs> I am told that when you returned the items to those families, you indebted them to you, and none of them wished to retain a debt to the outsiders and the surface dwellers. As a result, gifts have been bestowed upon you and your party for your actions and bravery. I find myself included amongst them, as well as Chari, for... Am I correct in understanding that you gave her back her item? Yeah. Yes. Understood. Well, we don't want to cause more wars, do we? She has a bag. It has a bunch of things in it. Does it's a it rather a large bag. She passes the bag to her son, and standing behind her is Boris and Chari. 
and they are holding hands. <gasps> they're dating. They are further down the street, and it looks like they're waiting to have a quick conversation with you. Meanwhile, Fala holds her arms open to give her son a hug. <gasps> I hug her too. Very she, tightly. She pats you on the back twice and then lets go and says, not too long, we are in public. There are people who can see. Stop this show of affection. <laughs> we are a noble family. I see being the sixth house has made you gone power crazy already. Whatever. <laughs> well, I hope I'll give you one more golden mushroom. Huh? She says all of this in common, not in Dark Elf. So all of you could understand what was happening. It is really the first time she's spoken it other than at the assembly. She seems to like all of you a bit more and does not look at you as though you are clothing to be. Oh my. She says, I will remember all of your friends as heroes, though I do not ever care to know their names, my son. Oh, well, Sasha, DJ, Flash, and Volpina. <laughs> Daddy, you didn't say my clothing thing. That's true. You're a human. Humans don't make good clothes. I am a good clothes. Yeah, his hair might make a good wig, but I don't know. With that, you shoulder your packs and you head down the street after saying goodbye to Fala and thanking her for bye, her hospitality. Bye bye. Let's go see Boris. Bye bye. Happy couple. So Boris is standing there next to Chari, and Chari is the first to speak. And she says, Chris, I'm glad you're leaving again, but thank you for returning my family's item. That was very kind of you. And she clenches Boris's hand tight. And Aww. she looks at Boris and looks back at Chris and says, I don't. I retract my offer of marriage to you and will never wish to lay eyes on you again. Boris? He'll be back in 20 years, just to let you know. Boris then turns to the group and he says, I'm sorry, I'm leaving the Lord's home. I am going to stay in Menzo Baranzan. I have found someone I like a lot and I have what I feel like a goal in life to help Chari's family. And to learn more about Drow society. So I'm I'm going to stay here. Okay, Boris. At least we know you didn't betray us. Do you want a green color golden mushroom? Does anyone have anything they would like to say to Boris and Chari before we leave? Bye, Bye Boris. Boris, I hope you live a good life. Bye, also, Boris. I suggest you make plans for girl children, not boy children. I hope, you you have know. A th- I hope you have a thousand boy children. That's bad luck, you know. That's awesome luck, you know. I wish you do well. They step aside and you continue down the road. Da, 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 but da, da, da. Flamma stops the group before Flamma. you've gone more than five feet. And Flamma says, I, I can't leave, guys. Eddie's still here and I don't know where he is. I hear him crying at night. I have to find him before, because somebody may have captured him, and he's the most important thing to me. I have to stay until I find out where he's gone. I'm not asking you guys to stay. You still have to get Soren and Arabella back up to the surface, but I I can't go yet. I'm going to stay with Boris and with Chari, I think. Okay, just don't let Chari turn you into a slave. I hope you find Daddy. Flamma gives you all a big hug. And when you find Eddie, make sure Eddie flies over the sky and you watch where he's going and and Eddie finds you. Okay, I will do that and I will get right back to the Lord's Zone. 
Okay. 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 Hope to see you soon, Flamma. Goodbye, everyone. Bye. Goodbye. Bye for now. And with that, you make your way down towards a marketplace. Man, we've lost so many people. So there's a marketplace and a place where you could buy certain things, like magical items <gasps> or whatnot. Did we ever find the Umberhulk satchel? Oh, right. Do we yes. have it? Yay. Do they have the Umberhulk eye embroidery shop? You'd yes. have to check. I don't really think that they do. That's something you're going to have to do on your own. <sighs> yes, they do. Shops like that aren't very common. Oh, right. Then I'll go see I'll go see if they have like some sort of like woodworker or blacksmith. Or in in some shop. places they're like specialists that can do stuff like that, but I've never seen one around here. Uh, yeah. Mommy, I heard that a few days ago they had one I had a traveling traveler. Daddy, do they have a weapon I shop to catch him? There is a weapon shop. I'm riding there so I can so I can see what powerful swords they have. They have I, lots of come powerful on, swords guys. There. Let's go catch up with Flash. Is there like a wand magic shop somewhere? There may very well be. But Chris, when you hugged your mom, you had that big bag that she gave you. and she, You had to pass it to somebody. Who did you pass it to so you could give your mom a hug? I passed it to Robin because she was the closest person to me. Sasha, you are holding the bag that was given to you by Chris's mom. Mm-hmm. No one has bothered to look into it yet. You've wound up at the marketplace and you're heading into a sword shop. Not something necessarily Sasha's so excited about. Too pointy for my liking. (laughs) Man, swords, I already got the magic one. (laughs) You have sword, sword. (laughs) So you take a quick moment and you look in the bag and you find five items. And each of the items is marked with someone's description because it's not their names would you like to know what those are yeah okay i can describe the first item you find is a pair of purple leather but they kind of look like leaf boots that have the name purple dragonborn on the bottom (laughs) purple (laughs) dragonborn i knew it right right when i heard purple i knew it was gonna be dj dj i'm guessing that that one is from my mom DJ, here, DJ, I have a gift for you. Okay. Here, this is from Fala and the other houses. Yay. Purple. What's the next one? You pass those boots over to DJ. And, and I they put don't, them on. They don't look like they're going to fit you right away. They look like they fit, you know, human feet. But as you put them on, they shapeshift and shift and they transform into dragonborn boots. Kind of like her breastplate. Very much like your dragonborn breastplate. And they turn into something called boots of elven kind. This means that when you walk, you do not make any sound anymore. Yay! And you have advantage on stealth checks. That will make her a lot more useful. I think so. Now, uh, do she have, used to do be we pretty something clunky. for Georgington? And that seems to have come from the second house. The diamond bracelet house. The next thing you pull out is it kind of looks like a bag that you would hold arrows. Does anybody know what a bag that holds arrows is called? Ooh, it's called a quiver. It is indeed. I can a guess who that's for. A quiver is pulled out. There does not seem to be anything into it, but when you reach into one of the three different compartments in it, you can feel lots of things in there. In fact, in one of the compartments, you reach in it. There are 
lots and lots of arrows in there. And it remains to be seen as to what else comes out as you can write on your character sheet that you have acquired a quiver of Elona. Is that for and the description? <laughs> E-H-L-O-N-N-A. Yep, it's an empty quiver, or so it looks to be an empty quiver. The description for who it's for. And the description says, red cat person. (laughs) 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 And I can guess I'm going to be blue cat person. (laughs) Or red cat person. (laughs) Here you go. It says red cat person, so I think it's for you. Uh, Yeah, it says red cat person. Next item. That's from the top house. Oh, the Emerald Crown house gave it to you. The first house. The next item you pull out is a stick. (laughs) <laughs> a stick. And you can describe what the stick looks like later, but it turns out to be a wand. Yes. And it is called a wand of the war mage. So if you draw me a picture of what that stick looks like, it is a beautiful wand, circa Harry Potter style, that perhaps has wooden leaves all imbued around it, oh, or Dad. like tiny little swords or shields. Does it have a place for the Burhulk guy? You would need to put the Umber Hulk eye into a different wand than this one. Aww. Yeah. You could figure it out, but this wand is very special, and it is a wand of the war mage, and gives you certain abilities to cast spells at bad guys. Oh, yeah. That also seems to have come from the first house, and it says green tabaxi. What? I'm not green. green. I know. You're blue. Cyan. It's like a greenish blue. Get exactly. it right. And they called you the green tabaxi. What? Maybe you could take it as a compliment. The next item is wrapped in a little leather strip of cloth and it is tied up with twine and there comes with it a letter and you don't open the letter immediately. It says to Chris from mom and Kitlin. And when you pass it over to Chris, he opens it up and there is this beautiful gem in it. And it kind of sparkles or it looks like there's something inside it. It's the gem from your childhood. Well, yeah, you know what? I was going to say no, but it is in fact the gem from his childhood that he lost so long ago. It's the Zia gem. (laughs) And it is called a gem of seeing. And it has been magically imbued to give you certain abilities when you look through the gem. There's one other thing in the package. It doesn't really feel like a thing. It kind of shifts and moves under your hands. When you finally pull it out, there's a letter on it that says, To the Golden Mushroom Stealing Human. And I, I guess that's from Chris's mom. It is it's from Chris's probably mom. Probably a small stash of golden mushrooms. And Robin, I think you guessed what it was. What did you think it was? The portable hole. It is the portable hole. To the golden mushrooms. And stealing. it says <laughs> this is the only one that actually has a little, little bit of a postscript, a little note on the 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 twine that holds the portable hole together in a little bundle, and it says. You seemed to make good use of this, so continue to do so. Thank you. Yes, I will, because I don't know how to write puzzle hole. Yeah, well, so let's work on that. Write down your items that you have acquired. 
I would love it if you would draw pictures of those things so I know what they look like. Except maybe the portable hole because that would be really hard to draw. No, I know how to draw it. You know how to draw the portable hole? Well, you can use your little book notebook that I gave you to draw me a picture of the portable hole. You stop by the shops in the marketplace and unless there was something specific you were looking for, nobody really finds anything. I was looking for something. What was the one thing you're looking for, Sasha? A magic shop. Usually it holds a warlock, a warlock host and potions and they usually and from most witches shop and war, and warlock shops, they hold wands that they come as like a, a specific wand, but if you hold it and like hold it tight enough, like you can like put like say an umber hulk eye and it will consume the umber hulk eye and make it like embroidered into okay so you're it. looking so for like some ingredients to help you with your creation of the umber hulk chromatic eye wand of confusion right yeah how much gold do you have i don't think i carry the gold i think it was christopher i don't have any money marked down here so i don't have it I do have it. I just pass it over to you. I might have used it from the portal of a hole. What if I used it from the There's a whole bunch of gems of that you guys had. Remember from oh, yeah, the right. Umber Hulks? And those diamonds that we took, we should probably sell the diamond. So I take like maybe like $100 worth of gems and I bring it to the witch shop. Okay. You have to give them most of the gems in order to buy this item. So is the party okay with you spending most of the stuff that they got from the Umber Hulks to do this? Is there a, like a spell sword? Nope, no. You've already got your spell sword, but why don't you tell me what you mean by spell sword? I want to find a after I get the spell sword, I'm going to get a whip I'm going to get a whip shop and combine my two spell swords. Oh, you want to... Okay. Interesting. Well, there doesn't seem to be something here at the moment, and you don't really have any money if Sasha's allowed to spend all of the money to get this wand that she wants to do to, to create. I'm in with it if Sasha is willing to make a deal that um, she hasn't yet to make any really expensive purchases for the next little bit hmm. ever since we went went into menzo Ranzan, met everybody and fought the umber hulks that's literally all i wanted to do next time you'll be pitching in with one of our expensive purchases not yeah another one for you okay mm -hmm. do you really think that this is for her because I think she's going to use it to fight monsters with the yeah, group, so right? It's partly for the group. And she doesn't really have a magical item that allows her to do anything. Because she's just a wizard and a mage user. So this will make her more effective in combat. What do you think? Is that fair reasoning? I say you can buy it. But let's see what everybody else thinks first. Yeah, I was going to say yes if it was going to be helpful to the group. I do believe that DJ, with her magical breastplate, her magical sword, and her magical boots, she doesn't have any more magical items that she can carry because she's already got the three she's allowed to have. And Volpina's got two now with the quiver of Alona and her bow, right? You've got your bow? Yeah. And Chris has one. The gem of seeing doesn't require him to be attuned to it. Wait, but uh, I also still have that magic box. 
and the magic box, books. which you've never I figured also, out I what it was for. I the magic lamp for the book, which we still have. Yes, that's true. But I do have a bunch of items. And we have I have no art. idea what this magic box is for. All we know that is that it's a box that contains some magic properties. We don't know what those are. If you pull out the box, the shop owner will gladly take the box instead of the gems. Okay. What would you rather do? Sell the box or sell the gems? I, I'm kind of stuck there because it is a lot of gems. I'm willing to do that, but we don't know what the box does, and it could go either way. If we don't, well, the box could wind up having this really useful effect, or it could wind up being actually pretty junky. <laughs> But I would like to see what everybody else thinks first. I'm with Alex. We need money, but we don't know what the box can do. It could be it could actually be very useful to us. Yeah, that's what I think as well. It's a witch shop, right? Mm-hmm. And they specialize in magical items. Maybe they know what this box can do. Because, I mean, if, if they're saying they'll have it instead of all of those gems... It's probably pretty good. I, th- I think we should ask them if they know what it does. Do you really want to reveal that you don't know what the box does? Yeah. They might take advantage of it. Okay. The owner says, yeah, I'd gladly re- do a, uh, an identify on it for 200 gold. Oh, gold. 200? It's either my wand or that box. <laughs> so in payments. that case, we'd be using up all of the gems and then... <laughs> Maybe using the box to get the wand anyway. I don't think it's going to be worth that. Maybe we should just give him the box. I mean, if he really wants it so bad. Does everyone think that we should sell the box? I ask if um he wants the box. Yeah, I'll take the box instead of the gems. That's fine. You know, it, he'll probably see what the box does and then sell it, you know? Anyway, I don't really think it's <laughs> worth it, though, to pay 200 gold to get him to examine it. Yeah, like it's a ripoff. Let's just give him the box. If we don't know what it does, then it's not going to be helpful to us. And I don't think we're willing to pay that much money just to see what the box does. Yeah, it could do something really dumb and we could have wasted our money. So do we give the box? box? I think we should just give him the box. I mean, if we don't know what it does or how to activate what it does, it's just another item to us. The activating lamp and the book could hold potentially some great information on magic to help me get stronger, so it could potentially hold some great value. You elect to sell the box in exchange for the wand, and you keep all of your gems for later. Another thing there, not every place we go to is going to want to sell us something for a magic box. I mean, it's like just the magic shops. So that, but with the gems, we can buy like anything anywhere unless they want like a special kind of currency or something. So does anybody have anything else that they would like to buy while you're in the market district of Menzoberenzen? Yes. Do they have like a magic weapon shop? They do, but you don't really have the money that you would need to buy a magic weapon from a magic weapon shop in Menzoberanzan. Does anybody have any non-magical items or anything that they would like to... Oh, uh, we should buy some rations. Oh, 
Excellent. Good choice. Very well done, Robin. You spend one or two gems and you get enough rations for a couple of weeks for everyone. And you put them all into your bag of holding. Who has the bag of holding now? Uh, I think I do. And everybody's okay with that at the moment? Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Just as long as somebody has it on them. That carries all of those Umber Hulk eyes as well. Did you want to try to sell any of the other remaining Umber Hulk eyes? Yeah, we have three, I think. So I sell the remaining two. I just wanted that one. Can I have t- one of the two? Why? Because I need one of the two to make my old sword something with my old sword, but I can do. Sure. Oh, your normal iron one? Okay, here. I'd like to just go take a quick look in the armor shop if you guys don't yeah, mind. That's okay. Just don't buy anything without our permission. I know. But there, there might be stuff for all of us, so... Yeah. Uh, although yeah, I prefer not to wear armor. It makes me too clunky. You sell <laughs> a perfect clunks. Umber Hulk eye at the witch shop for a thousand gold. So it is a thousand gold of party money, and you put it into the bag of holding. Somebody put a thousand gold on their character sheet. Maybe Robin, since she has the bag of holding. With that recorded on your character sheet, you enter the armor shop. There is a dark-looking dwarf in this armor shop. He has a forked beard and a bald head, and he's really old, and he's wearing a leather blacksmith's apron, and he has soot covering his hands and face, and he says, in Underdark, or Undercommon, which only Chris speaks. I want to use Shocking Grasp, but use my spell one on my sword and that Umber Hulk eye so I can make a Shocking Grasp sword. I'm going to use it on That's on something that. you can definitely work on in a bit. I like the concept there. We'll work on that when you have a free moment, but right now you're in an armor shop and this dwarf says a bunch of words in... Underdark. Savannah, what do those words sound like? Can you say those words? Jaka-la. Right. Jaka-la-da, he says. That, that actually Thank you, Savannah. like a Charmander impression. Oh, yeah, kind of He notices that only Chris seems to understand, and so he breaks into a form of common that everyone here understands, but it's kind of broken, and it's not very good. And he says... What want you? (laughs) We're just here to look around, sir. Right. So what are you looking around for? You see a whole bunch of armor on the shelves, but there's not too much. It looks like he probably makes stuff to order for people. What are you looking for? You might want like a new cloak or something. You could look for something like that. Cloak. No make cloak. Make armor. (laughs) Like I said. He make armor. What are you looking for? You wanted to come in here, Chris. What are you looking for? Well, I'm going to go check out the lightweight armor. <laughs> All right, you check out the lightweight armor. There's leather armor and the like. Does Volpina come in too, or does she leave? It would be good if someone checked outside. Volpina is going to come in as well. Volpina kind of just wants to look and see what kinds of armor they have. They have all types of armor. Studded leather armor, leather armor, banded armor, chain mail, half plate mail, plate mail, breastplates, scale mail, lots and lots and different types of armor all over the place in here. And he looks like he can make any kind of armor you may want to have. But all of it looks very expensive. And we just made a big purchase. But we also just got a thousand gold. What sort of armor is people are people looking? Because remember, you already have armor. So what are you looking for? 
more specific. Well, I'd be looking for maybe something like a little stronger than leather. Is but that what you have right now is leather armor? I have mage armor, and I don't think you can make that. You could buy studded leather armor, and that would increase your armor class to 60, but it will cost you 45 gold. That's not too much. I'd like to do that if you guys are okay with it. Sure, we just got a thousand gold. Why not? <laughs> yeah, I'm fine okay. with that. All right, you buy some studded leather armor. He fits it to you. It takes him about an hour. While you're getting fitted in your new studded leather armor, which is very nice, you'll have to describe it for me and what it looks like in a bit, Will's character Flash begins to make arrangements to do some sort of magical combination with his lightning sword and a Umber Hulk eye. What are you trying to do with the Umber Hulk eye and your sword? It's my normal sword, but I'm trying to one, and I just have to use Shocking Grass one more time, and then... I'm afraid that you're going to need more items if you want to turn your current regular sword that you have into a magical sword with the Umber Hulk eye. You're going to need three other magical items. And I would like the other players at the table to work and think on what those other items would be that he'll have to do and combine those things together to make a different magical sword. We'll do that later on. Not right now. With silence reigning, we will now leave the market district of Menzoberanzan and make our way towards the exit and eventually return to the surface. And then we'll think of the three magical items. Perfect. I'd like to get some ideas on what we can use or what other three things are needed in order for Will and his character to put together this Umber Hulk eye into a regular sword. What do you think they would need, Robin? A shooting star. Savannah? I was thinking like a cover that would make the sword sharper somehow. What sort of item is that? Magic. Where would we get something like that? Probably from the wizard shop, maybe. I think it'd be something you'd have to quest for as opposed to just go and just randomly buy. So what's something that we could quest for to get instead of just randomly buying? What's something that could make the sword sharper? Will, what do you think? The ultimate portable hole. The portable hole? The ultimate portable hole. What would the portable hole do to help make this sword better? Well, it can like go through stuff. All right, I I will consider it. But that is something that you already have. Did you have an idea, Alex? Like an enchanted dye. Dye? Like to color something or a dice? Like a dice. And what would that do? That would give it its magic powers. Hmm. Okay. I've written down a few things myself. One of the things that I think you would need would be the tail feather of a griffin and a salamander's tongue. Not a regular amphibian salamander's tongue, but a giant fire lord, the salamanders of uh, the fire plane. You would need one of their tongues because that is hot enough and can withstand the heat to help fuse the Umber Hulk's eye to the sword. The tail feather of a griffin is 
magical and helps in the course of directing flight and will make it better to attack when you've managed to imbue the magic from a griffin's tail feather into it. So these are the sorts of things that I was thinking of. Does anybody else have a similar idea? The tongue of a normal griffin, but it was electric normal griffin. Hmm. I like the idea of another tongue. You have to shock it. But then you need more tongues, so that's one idea. Okay, what do you think, Robin? I think that maybe a scale of a legendary fish, because we've gone with heat, we've gone with air, and then water, like fire, air, and water. Or maybe like instead of a griffin's feather, like a griffin's egg or something. What I was thinking is that you're good people, and you might be able to use a griffin's egg. But if a griffin has laid an egg, that means it wants to have a baby. And if you take the egg and you break the egg, then the griffin will have lost its baby. But most griffins might be willing to shed a tail feather. Most griffins might be willing to or have a, a, just a tail feather that has fallen out because it has a new one has grown in. And also, the reason I said salamander's tongue is that salamanders are evil, evil creatures that just want to burn everything around them. And they need to be killed or they will wipe out all of life on the, on the planet. So... I'm okay with saying evil things, but a griffin? A griffin's not really a bad type of creature. It's just a creature. I don't know. Do you really want to go? I mean, we can add that as a requirement on the list, but are you going to make the sword if you have to if you have to kill a baby griffin in order to make your sword magical? What do you think? I think uh, no, because I might get blood on my sword. That might happen. Since we have, like, fire, what... Since we have ideas for, like, fire, water, and air, we don't have any ideas for, like, land. So I was thinking, like, a type of crystal. Sure. Or maybe, like, a plant. Like, a fossilized plant. That would be cool. Or a sand crystal. I already really like the idea of a shooting star. And we could say that there's some sort of crystal in a shooting star that needs to be used so we can combine those things together. So at the end of the day, you are going to need the scale of a legendary fish, the tail feather of a griffin, a salamander's tongue, and the crystal from the inside of a shooting star. What about an electric salamander's tongue? Because that's electric something. You already have your shocking grasp sword. You don't need to have this sword. This other sword will be a different sort of sword as a result. But that's fine. I kind of like how we have all of these different types of elements. Mm -hmm. And that could make it like some like the balanced sword of Azongi or something. Because that is like the balanced sword of Menzel Branson. The balanced sword of the enchanted golden mushroom forest. Because that's where I live. You have this lengthy discussion as you climb back out of Menzel Branson. Are we coming out in Thunder Tree? You leave Menzel Branson through a northern gate. There are a pair of guards that escort you to a known access point to the surface world. It takes a lot of time, a lot of climbing. You end up spending almost two days trying to find your way out of Menzo Baranzan. Can I see um, all the things on the way? Can I, like, know what they look like? What things? 
like the things that I have got to get. Nothing of the things that you're looking for are found on the way out. But you all decide what needs to be found in order to make this magical sword. Hey, I see a griffin going by. Wait, he just lost his tail feather. Uh, that would be pretty <laughs> awesome, wouldn't it? If that Wait, only were to happen. Wait, a shooting star. <laughs> the cavern you leave through is very narrow and slopes up. And it arrives into a cave. And to the right in the cave appears to be an entrance with runes and a whole bunch of magical words written all over it that seems to lead into a dungeon. A magic dungeon that you would go and have an adventure on. And to the left is an opening that has tinkling water falling through a cascade. Is that a bird I hear whistling and and uh, squawking off in the distance? You can you can smell fresh air for the first time that you have smelled in weeks and weeks of your time since you left Thunder Tree to enter into the Underdark. That air down there is so grimy. So to your left seems to be an exit into the real world and to the right is an adventure and dungeon. Please, real world, I want to bring them back to Thunder Tree. I don't think they could take an adventure, but we will return for that adventure. I say go to the real world. I say go to the adventure because this stuff might be inside the adventure. We could always go back to the adventure. Yeah, I'd like to see the surface world again. It's been a while. Just a little bit of the surface world. Can there just be benches at the top? What does Volpina say? I think that we should go on the adventure. Oh my. Well, we we could come back to it later. As you're having this discussion, Soren and Arabella, who've been very quiet for the last couple of days, say, If if it is all what you'd like, we can head back now. You've returned us to the surface world and we we can make our way home from here on our, our own, I think, maybe. Possibly. Well, then take these rations if you're going to do that. Do you guys think that would be okay? I don't think we should leave them on their own. Yeah, yeah. It's a bit of a journey back to Thunder Tree. Yeah, because we're not 100% sure where we are right now, so they probably don't either. Let's just go take a peek and see where we are, and then we can determine if we know where we are. If Thunder Tree's close, then I might say yes, but... Guys, I'm going up the ladder right now. It looks like my home. All right. You turn to the left and you leave through the opening. And you are in a jungle. <gasps> oh, God. Ooh. There are Wait, vines where I live all is a jungle. over. You live in a forest, Flash. You I, were from a, a forest. forest. Let's be more specific about where you're from. This does not seem to be where you're from at all. The sounds of birds you can hear are actually parrots and toucans flying and fluttering around in the canopy of the trees. It is humid, hot, steamy in this jungle. And there's lots of vegetation all over the place. There's a banana bush not more than 10 feet away from you. And there is a tinkling waterfall off to the side that seems to grow into a large river off in the distance. You cannot see too far to the left or in front. You can really only see out towards this river as the water flows. This does not look anything like 
Thunder Tree or anywhere near Thunder Tree. But Volpina and Sasha, this sure does look a lot like home. Exactly. Volpina. That waterfall. That that that's the northern point. Two hours away from that waterfall is the point of where. Wait, what day is it? <laughs> you have no idea. You've I been gone so long. From the star cycles, I guess it would be. And when we left, it was yesterday so, was Monday, so it's Tuesday, I guess. <gasps> if it's Tuesday, March eighteenth, that means. They're going to have the reimbursing ceremony. Today? Yes. Mikey Air coughs <laughs> and says, So strange to be here. Daughter, Sasha, this is a dangerous place. Mikey Air, this is home. Yeah. Yes, but we're not quite there. And in the bushes, there is a rustle. Get what? my out. <laughs> what is in that bush? What is in the bushes? Um, well, no, no, I'm not asking that question because you guys are all... What what do, what, well, okay, what do you think is in the bushes? What would you like to say? I was going to ask if I could try and make a nature check because I have that. Sure. A nine. Yeah, that's not really enough to know what might be in the bushes there since your character has never been to the jungle Does anyone before. have survival? Or what, what's up, Alex? Set? I hope it's something like a friendly little bunny and not a bloodthirsty monster. <laughs> Guys, what if it's one of the things that we're looking for? It I could make could a survival be. check. You may make a survival check. What are you surviving? There is a growl and a grumble coming from the bushes. It does not sound small. Does it? Sounds like a Maya. Does it sound like a, like, mm, the tongue thing that we need? Nope. In fact, it growls even louder. Wolves, maybe? I don't think wolves live in the jungle. Oh, Alex. And well, how am I supposed to know? I've never been up here. <laughs> trio of velociraptors step out of the bushes. I thought these guys were dead. Were who? The Velociraptors. Why are Velociraptors dead? Uh, because they're dinosaurs. <laughs> Do you think dinosaurs are dead? They were extinct, extinct, didn't they? Hmm. What are you playing? Are you a, are you a human? A dark elf. A dark elf. I didn't think those things were real. <laughs> it kind of makes well, sense. It is D and D, so I, I suppose in. D&D? Velociraptors are hiding in the bushes stalking people? What if a Velociraptor's horn we might need? The Velociraptors growl. <gasps> Three of them and begin to proceed towards the group. One on the left, angling away. The other on the right, angling away as though to flank the group to hunt and attack. And in fact... Everyone needs to roll initiative. The Lord's An 18. 12. An 11. 16. 22. Very good. Now I will roll for the Velociraptor. The, di- the dinosaurs 
definitely look like they're about to attack. But can I have perception checks from everyone in the group, please? If you got higher than 16, roll, well, put your hand up in the air. I have three people who have higher than 16. For all of those who got higher than 16 on their checks, you see... These velociraptors don't seem to be wild velociraptors. They have collars and they have brands on them. And they have these headpieces that do not look like something that a velociraptor would know how to make and then put on. So there's something strange going on with these velociraptors. But it is now Flash's turn. What would you like to do, Flash? Your turn, followed by Sasha. Before we get right into combat, Volpina, what are the colors of these velociraptors? Can you describe them for us? They are a light blue color and they have green vertical stripes all over them. One of them has the same stripes only. It is red and the stripes are yellow. Ooh, interesting. Oh. And Robin, what does the head pieces that are on these dinosaurs look like they have rapid feathers shooting out and like have like this like coconut kind of like headpiece that looks like a a ton of coconuts been put together using some sort of material to make a headpiece uh, along with like a few decorative jewels on the top will what does flash want to do with his turn i want to show Shocking grasp on one of them. Excellent. Roll an attack, please. Wait, Flash, no. I think you have definitely hit. So now you get to roll your damage with your shocking grasp. You're going to shoot shocking grasp out at them. Okay. While Flash, who steps forward and using his sword, casts shocking grasp to brutally hit one of these velociraptors. And how much damage did you get, buddy? Four plus seven is? I cast hold person so we can examine them. Okay, you're going to cast hold person. That is a level two spell and it allows you to hold one dinosaur. Yeah. All right. Okay. I choose the center one. All right. He has to roll his save. What type of save is hold person? Did you write that it down? It equals 11. Very good, bud. Right now I just have, I, I need to get back on to writing all my spells down. Sorry, okay. Dad. So he makes his check. What's the difficulty on that check? 15. Okay. He fails. So yes. he is held. The velociraptor makes out a, a little light squawk. Goes, Guys. And uh, does not move anymore and is rigidly frozen. His tail was lashing back and forth. And suddenly the tail goes and stops. As the whole dinosaur freezes in place. That was Sasha's turn. It is now Chris's turn. Can I say something? Of course. Vulpina, as soon as it gets to be your turn, you should examine it. We need to know if it's from the other tribes. I've heard there has been some reports of them using some bad medicine. Bad. That was... Your turn, Sasha. It is now Chris's turn, followed by DJ. I'm going to pull out and load my crossbow just in case they do try to attack. They are definitely trying to attack you. Okay, then I will shoot the one that will shot with my crossbow. 12. That is not enough. Your crossbow misses when you shoot. That was your turn. It is now DJ's turn, followed by Volpina. I don't attack. Okay, what do you do? I try 
to figure out what tribe might have put on the collars, put the collars on them from the one Sasha froze. You can have a look. You're pretty far away, and you're not sure. You've never been to the jungle before. You've never really seen this sort of stuff before. So it's going to be difficult. You'll have disadvantage on any sort of history check you'd like to make to know what this is all about. But uh, feel free to roll that check. Um, I will. Okay, roll it up. 2d20s. Yes, and you take the lower of the two. And you get to add your history skill to that. That uh, you are pretty sure you didn't even know about dinosaurs until you got here today. Not knowing anything, is there something else you'd like to do? No. Okay. Since you're not sure what's going on and who those things are, other than that they're moving to attack, I will also point out to my two tabaxi players that you have not seen dinosaurs either before. You never really saw these sorts of creatures. I've seen some. Nor do you see the banding. Represented. I've just seen golden mushroom dinosaurs, not these. So even though you're close to where you think is Tabaxi and your particular tribe's homelands, you are not sure where these dinosaurs may have come from. Ever since I left to, for magic school, I've been hearing reports rapidly about a jungle being taken over by dinosaurs and the kuda tribe being done for it but have you heard about that too wolpina no i don't think i have yeah it was a bunch of spam i think but still it could hold some value it is Volpina's turn followed by the velociraptors what do you want to do Volpina? first i am going to take maya out of my necklace Okay, you summon forth Maya. Maya leaps out of your necklace with a growl and a roar. And what does Maya do? Maya is going to scratch one of the velociraptors with her claws. All right, roll an attack for Maya. You have hit with Maya's claws. Maya dashes through the foliage, leaps off a tree, and gouges brutally into one of the velociraptors. Roll the damage, please. Uh, 2d6. A total of 10 damage because Maya's plus 4. So with that brutal strike, the velociraptor's haunch is bleeding and Maya growls brutally. And it is now the velociraptor's turn. So there are two velociraptors. They will both turn and attack Maya. And both of them will hit Maya and do a whole bunch of damage to Maya. She will be bitten and clawed by the velociraptors and she will yowl piteously. And the one velociraptor that can't move because it is held, it will now make its check again to break through being held. Yet it, again? It fails and it is still frozen. That was the velociraptor's turn. They are attacking and trying to eat Maya. It is now the top of the round again and we return to Flash. I will shoot Shocking Grasp out of my sword this time. All right, shoot Shocking Grasp again, and you miss. So you didn't hit them this time, buddy, with that six on the die. That was not enough to hit the one of the Velociraptors. That was Flash's turn. Flash, would you like to action surge and attack again? Then you rolled a 13, and that is enough to hit this time at a 19. Roll the damage. How much damage did you do, buddy? Let's see those dice. I 
I did 12 damage. Excellent. Good job. Because um, last time I did 11, then I just added one more. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so what did you roll on the dice? I rolled a four and an eight. Very good. Good job. Good job with the math, bud. That was Flash's turn. It is now... Sasha's turn, followed by Chris. Sasha, what would you like to do? I guess I'll attack something. With what? Magic missile. All right, roll magic missile. That's just summon the beads of force. Where do you shoot them from? Yet again, uh, I think I shoot them from my ear. From your ear. Okay, you summon them up and you kick them out from your the tips of your ears. You roll your D4s. You get to roll... 4d4 plus 4, and while you're doing all your math, it is Chris's turn. Chris, what would you like to do? I'm gonna try to shoot that velociraptor that I missed. Alright, shoot him again. 16. That's enough to hit. Roll your damage. I'm going to suggest that you used your bonus action to hide. And then you leapt from cover and shot at one of the velociraptors. So go ahead. So then I get a sneak attack. What damage did you do, Robin? 13. Thank you. All right, roll it up. So while you're figuring out your damage, and make sure you add your dexterity bonus to that, it is DJ's turn. I'm going to uh, attack the other Velociraptor. Sure. The one that's not hurt at all, or the one that is frozen? I'm the one that's not hurt at all. All right, go for it. Roll your... You get to attack twice, because you're a fighter, and you get to do that. So roll two d20s, and you're just trying to beat a 15. What did you do for damage, Chris? Did you roll well, Savannah? I okay, roll it. The did not roll very well, hey? I got a four and a one, and it's plus eight, so I did not get it either way. No, you missed both times. 13 damage. Perfect, 13 still a big hit the velociraptor is very wounded it shakes its head a couple of times but dj is not able to hit her velociraptor that she's attacking so we turn now to volpina volpina what will you do with your turn now you can both act on your turn and do something yourself and you can have maya do something what would you like to do i am going to shoot with my long bow at one of the velociraptors Go for it. Roll away. What are you having Maya do? Maya is going to scratch one of the velociraptors with her claws again. Sure. So roll two d20s, one for Maya, one for you, and we'll see what we do. Oh, uh, make sure you roll different d20s so we know which one is yours and which one is Maya's. But I'm going to say that both of those hit. So you get to do your damage, and Maya will get to do her damage. Thankfully, Maya is attacking the Velociraptor that was already hurt. We don't need to roll Maya's damage. Maya kills that Velociraptor. Where does it bite the Velociraptor, or does it claw it? What does Maya do to kill the Velociraptor? Maya is going to bite the Velociraptor's leg. Wow. Okay, just bite the leg? Is that what kills it? Yes. Okay. It bites it in the leg. It must be an artery or something there. The Velociraptor cries out and dies. That was the end of that one Velociraptor. Please roll your damage from your longbow as you shoot at the um, unhurt Velociraptor. The other Velociraptor will now roll to see if it continues to be held. It fails again, so it continues to remain to be held. And then that other Velociraptor that is still not hurt, other than the shot that's been taken by the bow from Vulpina, will now attack Maya and miss. 
it does not get a good enough hold on Maya. It's too, Maya's too far away or something. And as a result, we're once again back to the top of the round where it is Flash's turn. Are you going to like hit people with your sword now? Or are you going to shoot light shock and grasp again? I'm just going to do this. Stab the one that's getting hold person on. Oh my goodness. You're going to stab the one with hold person? In the heart. In the heart? All right, roll your two d20s. Right, okay. Roll your two d20s because you have advantage on this attack. You have definitely hit. So please roll your sword damage plus your shock and grasp damage as you do that, which I believe is 3d8. That's 12. Good job, bud. You have hit it brutally with one attack. Now you get to roll and attack again. Two d20s, though. You have hit again, so do all of those rolls again. You have used up four of your shocking grasp charges, though. What's that add up to, bud? With Flash finishing his turn and brutally damaging the one that was frozen, he remains frozen as he's being brutally attacked over and over and over again. It is now Sasha's turn, followed by Chris. Sasha, what would you like to do? I'm going to shoot Magic Missile at the one So Magic one Missile is, a, is constantly a level one spell, and oh. you have damaging cantrips that you could be using instead. Let's go with Firebolts. You're casting Firebolt. What do you say when you cast Firebolt? Even though you're scaly, you wannabes can't be related to, to DJ. I'm sorry. Excellent. And then you cast Firebolt at which one? The frozen one or the unfrozen one? Frozen one. Okay, that means you get to roll your attacks twice because you have advantage. So you're going to roll a d20 two times and take the higher roll to see if you hit. And you're looking for a 15, okay? Two d20s, please. 20. 20 is more than enough to hit. Now roll your damage. 80 and 90? Or is that, you mean an 8 and a 9? Yeah, it's 9080. But we don't count the zeros because we're not rolling percentile dice right now. It's just an 8 and a 9. So add up 8 and 9 together and you get what? 17. You have killed the Velociraptor. The one you had frozen in hold person. Where does your firebolt hit it to cause it to hmm. die? It hits it right in the wound where Flash hit it. Flash cut it brutally, and there were all these crisscrossing wounds lancing out of it from all of the shocking damage that he did when he hit it twice with his sword. And the fire goes right in there and just burns up the inside of this velociraptor, and it dies, frozen, unable to move. And that was Sasha's turn. It is now Chris's turn, followed by DJ. What are you doing, Chris? I will fire my crossbow again at the velociraptor that I keep shooting at. Yes, go ahead. Fire that crossbow you are from, uh, you get to add your sneak attack because it's currently engaged with Maya, so roll your d20. 19. That is enough to hit. Roll your damage. 15 damage. It looks brutally hurt, but it is not down yet. That was Chris's turn. It is now DJ's turn, followed by Volpina. And Will? I'm going to try and hit it with my greatsword again. Go for it. 
Make two attacks, roll with both of those d20s, and let's hope you hit this time. You've definitely hit with one, but don't think you hit with the other. So roll your damage, and Vulpina, what are you going to do with your turn? I am going to shoot the Velociraptor with my longbow. Is Maya also going to attack? Yes. Then roll your two d20s and tell me if you beat 15 on both. What did you do for damage there? 10. Good job. Your yellow and Maya's purple? Yes. Maya misses, but you have hit. Roll your damage, Volpina. That was Volpina's turn. Once you give me your damage, it's your turn. That is the end of the round, so it is the Velociraptor's turn. There is only one Velociraptor left. He turns at Flash and attacks him with his claws. Flash, what's your armor class? 16. Perfect. With your armor class of 16, it doesn't penetrate with its teeth or claws. And as a result, it does nothing, leading it to once again be your turn, Flash. What would you like to do? I would like to shock it with shocking grass. All right. If you do this with your last two strikes with your shocking grass sword, it will have no more charges left for the rest of the day. Is that what you want to do? No, it had four, you said. Yeah, you've used four already. Are you going to use the last two? But I used to have seven. Oh, sorry. Seven. So you would have one left after this. Are you going to do that? Okay. All right. Roll it up. I didn't use seven. I had seven jumps. Right, you have seven charges, and you've used up four. That means you have three left. Would you like to use two of them on this these attacks? Yes, 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 yes. Then yes. roll your attacks, please. Here, first one misses, roll the other attack. The other one is a natural 20, and you succeed. You get to roll 6d8 damage. We have to say something. And what do we say when we get a critical success? The Now, it is Will's turn. He's going to roll 6d8, and he's going to add all that damage up. But Will can't, he doesn't even have 6d8 to roll himself. So can you guys help him out? How many d8s do you currently have, Will? Do you have two? All right, roll two of them, and everybody else will roll one, and then we'll add up all that damage together. So roll your two together, buddy. Just roll two of them. And what did you get? 12. Perfect. Now we add, what did you get, DJ? Four. So we had 12 to four is? 16. And Robin? Five. So 16 plus five is? 21. And what did you get, Alex? I got a seven, so 21 plus seven is 28. And what did you get, Volpina? I got a one. Oh, wah, wah. That is 29. And then we add flashes plus four to that. So 29 plus four is 33. Flash, you killed this velociraptor. How did you kill the Velociraptor? It went all the way around his body. With your sword? No. With my sucking grass sword, I used up two. I belted it by this. You just carved up his face with your sword? And then I did this, and I did this. And you stabbed him several times in the body? I went all the way around his body. Flash stabs him and runs around the body, stabbing him over and over and over again, and the Velociraptor falls to the ground dead. All three Velociraptors have died. And while that's where we're going to end the game today, I will end it with this last piece. When I was something to tell everyone, when Flash does that, it means that he's, go- he's, he's going super crazy for bananas. <laughs> I want my bananas. For while the game does end there for today's session, I will tease you all up that... Through the jungle trees, 
A booming roar, the loudest roar you have ever heard, sounds and shakes the leaves and scares all the parrots and toucans into flight as a Tyrannosaurus Rex steps into the clearing, and this Tyrannosaurus Rex is ridden by at least five lizard folk who look down upon the dead Velociraptors, and all of you can see that these lizard folk and the Tyrannosaurus Rex are wearing the same feathered headband pieces that were being worn by the now dead Velociraptors. Oh God! Let's actually run home. You're wondering if I go wandering with you. What kind of trouble we'll get ourselves into? Would it be wrong to tag along with a band of vagabonds? You wonder if I'd wander with you. So I'll spread the word and you beat the drum. We'll round up the troops and get the gang to come. And we'll leave the streets. And these this concludes this episode of Tavern Tales Jr. We'll be back in one month with a brand new episode. Our intro and outro music is Through the Woods by Okie Dokie Brothers. Find their music on iTunes by checking them out at www.okidoki.org and follow them on Twitter at Okie Dokie Bros. We love a review on iTunes. Check us out on Twitter tavern underscore tales. See you all later. I'm wondering if you'd come wandering my way. If you ever get lost or if the trail leads you astray. The music of the pack can always bring you back. I wonder, can we wander away? And I'll spread the word and you beat the drum. Round up the truth and get the gang